Okay, good morning and welcome to the Oversabi podcast show. Uh, we'll be your host this morning and we have on the building the Oversabi himself, Chidozie Dilibi. Uh, good morning. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, I'm Ikigo Frank, your host. Okay, uh, the first talking point this morning will be the Ballon d'Or. Messi, Leno, Messi. Click the, this, the his, historical seven Ballon d'Or. What is the implication? Can we, can we There's no implication to this fact. Um, Leno Messi won um, the best player in Europe. That's the Ballon d'Or. And um, won the best player in Europe. That's the Ballon d'Or. And um, a lot of people find it very disturbing, the fact that um, there were certain players that would have won that award instead of um, Lionel Messi. Yes, you know, because uh, last season, uh, a whole lot of uh, past players and pundits have been talking about, you know, Lewandowski yes. should have been the rightful winner of the Ballon d'Or. Yes. And um, players like Giorgio did well too. And uh, is it political? Well, it's not. It's, it's not. Well, I would say it's political because sometimes this award uh, are given as a PR um, PR um, stunt. You look at um, the fact that um, Giorgio won the European Championship. You look at the fact that um, uh, Giorgio also won um, the Champions League. Also, Lewandowski was in inspired form. Everybody was talking about the fact that Lewandowski should have won the award in 2020, but because of COVID, it was uh, it, the award was not given in 2020. So. It came to 2021. I was I expected UEFA to or the sorry the organizers of the Ballon d'Or should actually okay compensate Lewandowski for the year missed in um, 2020. Uh, be that with me, Messi uh, club wise he did not has he wasn't the fastest. He wasn't fantastic. Yeah, but he, just, he won the Copa America. And, and that, uh, that that's been where my challenge is. You call it the best footballer in Europe, yes. and the Copa America Messi won was in South America. So you know he, he should have been considered for South American best. Footballer of the year. That's, and that's of why Europe. I said the politics in this award and the PR involved in this award makes it. Um, uh, I don't know. Just like for example, now if, if Ronaldo had won um, the the league in Italy, that's the Serie A with Juventus, and maybe he, he was the highest scorer, he was the best player. Then maybe he got to the semi-finals of the Champions League, or maybe he won the Champions League. Regardless of what Giorgio or any other person or uh, Lewandowski must have played, Ronaldo would have been given the award. So as far as Ronaldo and Messi are at. The very uh, uh, top of um, their respective career, these guys will keep winning these awards. Okay, uh, for me, I would say um, that this award uh, is because Messi has a name and uh, a household name. So, irrespective of whether he's good or bad in the season, people will still end up putting a vote in for him. Okay, um, the next thing we'll be talking about here is Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo, no, 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 let's talk about the goalkeeper too. The goalkeeper award. Uh, Eddie Mandy was 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 snubbed in favor of the rumor. You wouldn't. I don't, Is that when, you said, when you say snubbed, it's as if maybe there was a reason why the award was not given to Mendy. Let, let's put it like this structurally. Um, the Naruma had a fantastic season with AC Milan as well as Ed, yes, Ed Mandy. Yes, I'm trying to bring out the basics now. The Mendy won the Champions League. With um, Chelsea, Chelsea and also won. Um, I think did they win the FA Cup? No, no, he got to the final. He got to the final. No. Yes, okay. So they won the Champions League with Chelsea, beating um, Manchester City. Then, uh, if you compare both um, players in club football, they actually, uh, let's say Mendy was actually was far far ahead, far, far ahead of, of him because remember. of his impressive um, display, the clean sheets and the Champions League he won. Now you go to the European Champions League. You see that you look at the heroics of Donnarumma, in, and he um, won the, 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 the tournament best. 
Yes, but let me see. You look at, let's, that's why I said you look at the heroics of um, Donnarumma in the European Championship with Italy. You saw that if there were some games, if it wasn't for Donnarumma, you look at the game, most especially against um, Belgium and against England in the shootout. If, if it wasn't for, even, it wasn't, it's not, they're also in the semi final where they also won on penalties. If it wasn't for Donnarumma, they wouldn't have um, gone through, or probably they wouldn't have won the championship also. So Donnarumma was actually very impressive. If they are giving it to Mendy, it would have been for me. It would have been so good if they are giving it to the normal um, getting the title. There wasn't big deal also for me in the award because whoever that has won that championship deserves to win it. As far as I'm concerned, if it was Donnarumma, if it was a uh, Mendy, both of them decide to win it. But at the end of the day, one person would win the best goalkeeper award. You know, for me, looking at the basis and from where uh, Ed Mendy came from, a nobody. In terms of in the, the, the keeping uh, categories uh, from the Frank League one unknown, and he came in you know, to Chelsea and had a fantastic season from even when Frank Lampard was at the MS of affairs to Chelsea, forming the best one of the best part, uh, keepers in England. He had about 13 saves, yeah, last season, and that was a fantastic one for Edmundi. Okay, w would you say like uh, Salah, Mo Salah was not also in the top five? He's, he's just like Jürgen Klopp said, he said the journalist is actually, they were actually asking him a question, why was Mosala not in the top five? He said the coaches did not vote, so he has to blame the journalist for voting Salah lower. Salah had an incredible season. Fantastic season. Very season. And currently he's having a, a marvelous one. You know, actually, this one, this so season alone. It's, it's, for me, you look at the first three, you look at uh, Messi, Levy, and Jorginho. Jorginho. And then you have Kante. So you, you look at these guys, they were very impressive. Maybe what was against Salah was the fact that he there was did no not trophy. win. Yes, there was no trophy. He didn't win the Premier no League. Major trophy. He didn't win. Yes, he didn't the win the Champions League. You understand? And he he's left not at an European early stage to play in, the, in the in the in the Champions League. I think against them, the second round against Real Madrid. So all these factors actually played into Salah not getting a higher ranking in the um, Ballon d'Or um, awards. Okay, uh, I'm beginning to get scared for <laughs> these upcoming stars like uh, Haaland. Mbappe, because if Messi is still considered and Ronaldo is still in form, like currently as he is, Cristiano Ronaldo on Wednesday night, was that Wednesday? On Thursday night, on Thursday scored night. 800 and 801 goals. What do you have to say? Ronaldo is Wasabi? a goal machine. Ronaldo is very impressive. When it, Just like Ralph Ragnick said in one of his press conferences yesterday, he talked about the fact that there were two kinds of Ronaldo in that match. There was the Ronaldo of the first half and there was Ronaldo in the, second, the second half. half. You understand? So, Ronaldo has... You know, one thing about Ronaldo is if he's chasing an award, he's hard to stop. Mm. <laughs> if he's chasing an award, he's hard to stop. And sometimes he picks a particular occasion Fion. to actually get that award. That's why he's a star man. That's why he's a star man. You, you understand? So... It was so impressive. You look at the goal he scored. He scored a penalty. He scored also a, a, a tapping goal. It was very a very fantastic. Yes, fantastic. It was a good goal. You understand? He had a very good performance on Thursday against Arsenal, and um, 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 incredible to him. Um, 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 uh, good, um, good one for him that he had to score his eight hundred and eight hundred and one goal on record. You know, I keep saying on record that Ronaldo's goals are on videos. Is it hundred and one goals are on videos? Mm. Unlike the Pele's, the Romarios, the <laughs> Ronaldo's goals are on record. Like, if you want to see Ronaldo go from Ronaldo one zero zero one to eight hundred and one now and, and one, <laughs> you will see it. So everybody is everybody actually is seeing Ronaldo as the best or the most prolific goal scorer in, in the history of of football because his goals are on record and he's the first um, 
player in Portugal to have actually scored 800 goals for club and country. That's because the goals are club and country combined. Yes. You understand? So this guy is just a phenomenon. You understand? He's just, he's, he's, one, he's a closer kind of player because as far as the goals are involved in any football game, you can catch Ronaldo in. Cristiano Ronaldo is the all-time highest goal scorer in the UEFA Champions League. Is the all-time highest goal scorer in the country football game. He is the all-time highest goal scorer in Real Madrid. He is a wonderful goal scorer. Okay, this is where we have to draw the curtain on that aspect. Please, can we have the midweek results as games were all over Europe at the midweek where Ronaldo got a two goals that defeated Arsenal. Can we have the previews? Okay, in the in the midweek results uh, in the Premier League on Tuesday. Uh, Newcastle drew 1 1 with Norwich goals from uh, Callum Wilson and um, for Norwich, um, Puki uh, leads 1 1 0 against Crystal Palace. Uh, Rafinha scored a penalty at the death of the game 1 0. Watford lost 1 2 to Chelsea, goals from Mount and Ziyech for Chelsea. And our own very, our very own Bonaventure, Bonaventure, Emmanuel Bonaventure, got the goal for Watford. Uh, West Ham drew 1 1 with Brighton, Sushek and Mope. Uh, Wolves drew 0 0 with Burnley. Southampton drew 2-2 with Leicester City. Aston Villa lost 2-1 to Man City. Everton lost the Merseyside Derby. Uh, Everton lost 1-4 to Liverpool. Salah got two goals in that game. On Thursday, Tottenham won 2-0 against Brentford. And Manchester United won 3-2 against Arsenal, where Ronaldo gave us his 100, his 800 goals and 801 goals. Okay, that was the the, the, the last game for uh, Michael Carrick. Yes. He, he, he coached United uh, on interim basis on four matches yes. and he, he, he did not experience defeats. Yeah. What do you have to make of Michael Carrick? Michael Carrick has a big problem. What is the problem? He won, he won two games and drew one and he felt he has arrived. There's something about coaching that I think a lot of these European guys know. You need to learn on the job. Mm -hmm. You need an experienced person to actually guide you. You understand? I, I, I keep saying that one of the reasons why Frank Lampard didn't actually make it at Chelsea was because there was no guidance for him. Yeah. He, he was at Derby. He almost led them to promotion. Then the next big job he had was against, um, was uh, sorry, was Chelsea. Chelsea. But you, you look at Gerard. He's learning on the job. He started with the unders with Liverpool, the under 15s. He moved up to the under 18s. He got the he got the job with Rangers. Rangers. He won the title there of beating. He didn't just crave for the move next to Liverpool. He made a step again, up, and that was um, Aston Villa. From there, he built his reputation. From there, he understand the basics and ethics. You know, as a coach, you need to learn on the job so that when there is pressure, you should be able to know how to handle, to handle it. it. You understand? You, okay, let me give you an example. You look at Everton, for example. You see Rafa Benitez. Everton are currently in shambles right now. But you don't see Benitez panicking. If you listen to his press conferences, you see him calm and cool. He understands that he has yes, seen the ups and downs. Yes, results that every manager's um, tenor is attached to results because currently the world of football is result oriented now. Yes. So you look at Benitez and you see how calm he is. He knows that if he doesn't get the results, he knows he's going to get the sack. But he doesn't change the kind of person he is. Unlike certain young play, young coaches that will feel that, yay. I mean, the big club, hey, I've won two games, hey, I can do this. No, come on, it doesn't work like that. I expected um, 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 Michael, Carrick. Michael Carrick to actually have stayed on the job and learn from, from Ragnick. You know, the fact that Ragnick has trained some European elite coaches, coaches. should actually give him, should actually, as in, entice him or inspire him to work with somebody like Raf Ragnick. You understand? And he was given the opportunity to stay. Raf said he spent one hour trying to tell um, Carrick to stay on board. 
because the fact that two of his assistants will not be available or they will not be available as when he needs them. Needs them. He needs Karik or he needs somebody that is closer to the squad and can actually tell him that ah, this is what you this get from this person. So, you know, but somebody like Maka Karik, he won two <laughs> games and felt, hey, I am the next Guardiola coming out of Manchester. Well, good. Well, I hope he makes it right in this decision. I hope in whatever career, in whatever um, um, coaching desire he chooses to, or whatever coaching um, journey he chooses to embark on, I hope um, it comes out um, rewarding and it comes out. But, but let's look at this from this way. He, 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 would, it, he would have, would have, would it have been better for Michael Carrick to stay as assistant in Manchester United or going to the Championship to taking up, like we can see uh, Rooney with debutant in currently now. Now we can see all the the greats. You know, majority of them are in the Championship. Would it be better for him to go to the Championship? Because Michael Carrick wants to be the boss of his own. He wants to be the manager. He wants to be the first team. He wants to be the head coach. He wants to be the one that will talk that will be talking directly to the sporting director. I understand he has big ambition. It's not a big deal. Everybody wants that. But you need to learn on it. Let me give you an example. Now you look at Rooney. Rooney has got a 21-point deduction with Derby. And they are close to like going out of business. They are close. They are they are going definitely they are going to be relegated. 21 points is not something you can just beat. They are they are currently they are close to going out of business. But you see that every potential investor coming in to buy Derby. Are insisting that they want to work with Rooney. I hope you understand the, yeah. the game changer here because it's not just because he is a young coach. They felt that he understood the ethics of coaching. He has sat down. He has, he learned on the job. He didn't. David didn't just go into trouble and he felt, hey, oh my, I can't continue with this kind of thing. I have to run away. No, he stayed. Now this kind of experience will actually spur Rooney on. It gives him a whole lot of experience. Now if Rooney finds himself in another club with this kind of situation, he will know how to handle it what better. Unlike our very own Carrick. You understand? Carrick wants to be the boss of his own. It's not a big deal. Everybody has got huge ambitions. Mm. You understand? But the coaching part, you need experience. You need to learn. Ateta that we are seeing now with us now was with um, Pep Guardiola for three years. He was the one taking training sessions for three years. Mm. You understand? You look at Rafa. You look at um, this current um, um, this Czech coach of um, um, of um, Chelsea. Chelsea. Tuchel. Tuchel. He was with Rafa at home. Mm. Raf was in his late twenties when he started working with um, Raf. I'm uh, sorry, Tuchel was in his late twenties when he started working with um, Raf Ragnick. You saw the development. Mm -hmm. You look at this coach of uh, Nagelsmann. While when Raf was building a structure with Hoffenheim, Raf identified a young coach that was in his twenty. Uh, he was twenty six or twenty five years at that time. They all learned and look at where they are now. You look at the work that Raf, uh, uh, Nagelsmann, Julian Nagelsmann is currently doing with Bayern Munich. And look at the, the extra wonderful works that um, um, Tuchel, Tuchel is currently doing with Chelsea. What it means is that these guys, they learned under a professional. They didn't just rush onto the job. And you see the step they took. They did not start in one big club. You saw that uh, 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 from Om, he went to my uh, uh, Tuchel from Om, he went to Mainz. From Mainz, he came to Borussia. Borussia, he went to PSG. PSG is in, in Chelsea now. That was that's the track record of um, of Tuchel. He kept learning till he got the big job with PSG and also with Chelsea. Look at um, um, an Angusman from Offenheim. He did so well with Offenheim. He moved to Leipzig. And he did well. He did so well in Leipzig that they were always you know, second third, second third, second third. Actually, they couldn't displace Bayern or Dortmund because of the capital resources. <laughs> With the little resources he had mm. to coach Leipzig, he kept doing magic, and he kept going to the Champions League, Europa League, Champions League, Europe. And they, nobody knew Leipzig until these guys, until the structure um, Rafragne put in place and putting a coach that understood the kind of person he is and yes. the way he taught these coaches. Mm. And that's how they grew. Now you look at them doing magic in Bayern and in Chelsea. It's not rocket science. It's just you need to learn. 
that's it. My Karik, I don't know who is advising him, but good luck to him anyway. Maybe that is a personal ego from the side of Michael Carrick because you look at even the almighty Guardiola still have as his assistants, yes, his coach in the olden days. Because you can watch like uh, against Aston Villa, it got there was when the game got tough and the, he just sat down and he was listening to the old man that is always beside him. Yeah, so, is it, <laughs> these guys are learning, <laughs> and, and they are learning, they are every, learning. Time, every so time. So it's not you don't wake up one morning and say, "Hey, I'm a good, hey, I want Villarreal, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, I want Arsenal, yeah, hey, I drew Chelsea." Yeah. I'm ready to coach the, the, the best teams in the world. It doesn't work like that. I, 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 let me, I, I, sorry, let me cut you short there. Another example is Xavi Hernandez. Mm. The build up to the elections of Barcelona, when Laporta won the elections, Laporta did not base his election. Every 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 person that contested based the elections coach, on Messi. Yeah, how to uh, keep Messi. Messi? But in terms of coach, Guardiola did not is not based in campaign. He based his campaign on Xavi Hernandez because. He considered that Xavi Hernandez has not gone yet through the school mm. of coaching. coaching. He went to the best team in Qatar, where they spend the biggest money mm. in terms of budget in Qatar. So the coaching ability did not really show because he was winning games with the best squad. Mm. You understand? But because of Xavi Sabaman, Xavi, you know, there was this crave of bringing back Xavi back. It wasn't his first, and he has his reasons. Because he wanted Xavi to actually go through that rigorous aspect of coaching. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and sorry, sorry, just a few minutes there. And um, then we see what Carrick is doing with Barcelona. He has won two games, and everybody's screaming. Shabby. We don't know what will happen if Xavi lose the next two, or he draws the next two. And, so, and when he, he he doesn't know how to to, to accept loss. Yes, with the, with the big team, with the big team. So, Xavi will tell us a lot about his personality when he begins to lose games. Uh, thank you very much. And for Carrick, United is the only environment he had known. Yeah. He has spent. Over 15 years as a player and a coach. No, he also spent time with um, with West Ham. Also spent time with Tottenham. And um, well, I, I I don't yes, see I don't, I don't I don't see West Ham giving him a coaching opportunity. Yeah. I don't see Tottenham. Tottenham giving him a coaching opportunity. This would have been his best shot because this man is just going to be staying six months and. The man he also will be in consultancy where he will have opportunity to even decide who takes over from him when he finish up the six months building. Yeah. Okay, this is where we will draw the curtain on uh, the Michael Carrick, the Englishman with the big ego and big ambition. Okay, let's take the other results from the midweek, the uh, uh, Spanish La Liga. Okay, the 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 results in La Liga. There was only one game that actually uh, happened in La Liga, and that was the outstanding game between um, Real Madrid. An athletic club, or popularly known as Athletic Bibo, Real Madrid won one nil against um, Athletic uh, Bibo. Gold the goal was from Karim Benzema. Also, a midweek result on Tuesday was um, sorry on 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 Wednesday. Yes, in the in the French Ligue 1, uh, Monaco won one three against Angers. Brest won one nil. They won Brest won one nil against Saint Etienne. Mets won one lost one three against Montpellier. Strasbourg won 5-2 against Bordeaux. Troyes won 2-0. Sorry, excuse me there. Troyes won 2-0 against Lorient. Clermont Fou drew 2-2 against Lyon. Lyon won, lost at home 1-2 against Rams. Nantes lost 0-1 against Marseille. Surprising result there. PSG drew 0-0 against Nice. And Rene lost 1-2 to Lille. Metropole PSG with the greatest footballer of all time in terms of the Ballon d'Or. Reno Mercy could not win a match at home. Let's hope that does not continue this weekend. Okay, we will be doing a weekend preview. Okay, and a betting tip. So if you're a bet 
fan, please bet responsible. Please, if you're not up to 18, you're not permitted to bet. Um, though we know that Nigeria, <laughs> everybody's looking out for money. But so <laughs> please, if you are not up to 18, please, please don't, bet. don't bet. Don't bet. We are not Thank encouraging. We are not going on that age, on that age, age uh, betting. Yes. betting people. Please, yeah. if you're not up to 18, don't bet. bet. Okay, so we'll be taking the uh, weekend preview uh, from France. We'll have some games that will be played in France, in French League, this weekend. Okay, in the French League, today, Marseille will be hosting Brest. Lille will be hosting Troyes. Lyon will be hosting PSG. On Sunday, Saint-Étienne will host Rene. Lorient will host, will host Nantes. Monaco will be at home against Metz. Montpellier will be at home against Clermont Fou. Rams will be at home to Angus. Nice will be at home to Strasbourg. And the last game on Sunday, Bordeaux will be at home to Lyon. Okay, the bet octopus. Okay, um, for the the two games I actually pick from uh this game. We actually be giving you the betting tips for Saturday and Sunday also. Um, PSG double chance. That's X two against Lens and uh, Monaco on Sunday to win Mets. Monaco on Sunday straight win. Monaco on Sunday to win Mets. So in this in the in the in the French league, the betting tips we're giving out is PSG double chance. That's X2. Then Monaco straight win. That's one against um, Mets. Okay, uh, let's go to the German Bundesliga. Okay, in the German Bundesliga, there was a game yesterday. Union Berlin won 2-1 against Leipzig. Our very own Taiwo. I won he. Was on the score sheet. Yes, on the score sheet. It scored in the sixth minute. Uh, that's that's the result for yesterday. Okay, we're calling out the, the fixtures for today and also for tomorrow. Um, in the Bundesliga, yes, uh, Leverkusen will be hosting Grotherfurt. Uh, Offenheim will be at home to Frankfurt, uh, enter at Frankfurt. Uh, Mainz will also be at home to Wolfsburg. Augsburg will be at home to Bochum. Armenia Belfield will be at home to Cologne. Then the big one, the Derby, Dortmund versus Bayern Munich. That will be 6 30 um, today, this evening. Uh, on Sunday, Stuttgart will be at home to Hertha Berlin. And Borussia Mönchengladbach will be at home to Freiburg. Okay, our betting tips coming out of the Bundesliga. Uh, Leverkusen um, to win Grotefurt. Leverkusen to win Grotefurt. And um, Borussia, uh, sorry, Bayern Munich X2 against Borussia Dortmund. Okay, Lewandowski <laughs> versus Haaland. Haaland, yes. Uh, you, can also, you, know, you can also play go-go in that because Haaland is back. And uh, because of that, there will be go. Lewandowski will be on score sheet too. <laughs> yes. Haaland will probably be on score sheet. Okay, let's take the North pictures in, in uh, Europe. That will be from the Italian Serie A. Okay, okay, in the Serie A, sorry, let me call out the, the, the result that happened in midweek. On Tuesday, Fiorentina won 3 1 against Sampdoria. Atlanta won 4 0 against Ven Venezia. Verona drew 0 0 against Calgary. Sporting Salantiana lost 0 2 against Juventus. Bologna won 1 0 against Roma. Inter won 2 0 against Paisa. Genoa lost at home 0 3 to Milan. Then Sassuolo drew 2 2 to Napoli on Thursday. Torino drew 2 2 with Empoli. Then Lazio drew 4 4 against Udinese. Okay, today's um, result um, Milan is to play. Milan is, is at home against. Yeah, pictures for today, sorry. Milan versus Sportiva Salentiana. Milan is at home against um, um, Sportiva Salentiana. Uh, Roma versus Inter Milan. Napoli versus Atlanta. 
Tomorrow, which is on Sunday, Bologna versus Fiorentina, Spiza versus Sassuolo, Venezia versus Verona, Sampdoria versus Lazio, Juventus versus Genoa. That's on Sunday. On Monday, Empoli versus Udinese and Calgary versus Torino. Okay, so let's take okay, the betting our, tips. Our betting tips for, for uh, Serie A is AC Milan to beat, to defeat uh, Sportiva Salatiana. That's AC Milan to win the Atomo. That's one. Then Juventus also on Sunday. The Juventus are at home against Genoa. Juventus also is to record a victory against Genoa. So Juventus to win, AC Milan also to win. That's, how, that's the betting tips coming out of um, the Serie A. Okay, the bet autopause have spoken and please... Take notes, take notes. When I say take notes, take notes. Okay, let's go down to the Spanish La Liga where the Vinicius Real Madrid was to be in action. Okay, in the La Liga, today today's fixtures, uh, Sevilla is at home to Villarreal, um, Barcelona is at home to Real Betis, Atletico Madrid is at home to Mallorca. Um, the, the last um, the kick, last uh, the last game for today, which is a late kickoff, Real Sociedad versus Real Madrid on tomorrow, which is on Sunday, Real Rayo Vallecano is at home to Espanyol, Elche is at home to Cadiz, Levante is at home to Osasuna, Celta Vigo is at home to Valencia. Then on on Monday, Hetafe will be playing Athletic Club, popularly known as Athletic. Bilbao. Okay, the bet autopause, please. Can we have? Okay, the betting tips coming out of um um the uh, La Liga, um Barcelona. They correctly have recorded two wins from two uh, in um, in in the Spanish um, La Liga, and also Atletico. Atletico. They won five five two. Yes, in the last game, and they were away, so they will be at home today against uh, Real Marocca. So, so it's what is Barcelona. So it's Atletico to win. So the betting tips is Barcelona to win. That is one. Against Real Betis and Atletico Madrid to also win against Maloca. Okay, is that all? Yes, that's all for the for for the result. Um, sorry, the features in the La Liga. And your betting tips? Yeah, and the betting tips. That's all for the betting tips. Okay, let's go down to the big one, the big league and the most expensive league in the world in terms of money, the English Premier League. Okay, in the English Premier League, um, West Ham the early kickoff for today. West Ham will be hosting Chelsea. Um. Newcastle, then the 4 o'clock rush hour, Newcastle will be hosting Burnley, Southampton will be hosting Brighton, Wolves will be, ho will be at home against Liverpool, Watford will be at home against Man City. Um, tomorrow, Tottenham versus Norwich, Tottenham is at home against Norwich, Leeds United versus Brentford, Manchester United versus Crystal Palace, Aston Villa versus Leicester. Then on Monday, it is Everton versus Arsenal. Okay, please, can we get the betting tips? Okay, the betting A lot of people will, will, will think maybe I'll be giving out um, Chelsea to win and all that. Man, West Ham are a very stubborn team whenever I did. I think Liverpool actually saw what West Ham <laughs> can do firsthand. Liverpool lost against West Ham. Think Manchester United Yeah. Manchester United won in that West Ham also. So Manchester City struggled too. Struggled. At home. Two, they won 2-1. Two, 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 two. And Manchester City, we are at home. So I won't be giving out any betting tips concerning. Just enjoy the game. And uh, if you're a Chelsea fan and you feel that maybe whenever Chelsea are playing, you always play them. No, wala, play them. <laughs> yeah, my bet, yes, my betting tips coming out of um, the English Premier League. It's um, Manchester City against Watford. Manchester City are currently on a seven games on beating, six or seven games on beating run currently. Manchester City to win Watford, that is two their way. That is a Manchester City to win. That is two if you're a betting man or woman. Then Tottenham against um, Norwich. Tottenham are at home against Norwich. That's on Sunday. 
and Tottenham to win um, Norwich uh, in that one. I'm also looking at the game between Wolves and Liverpool. Liverpool are currently in, in a form, like I, I said, they are in an inspired form, Liverpool currently. So, if you're betting man or woman and you feel you want to raise your stake, you can actually include Liverpool to defeat Wolves. Anyway, Wolves are at home, but um, Liverpool are actually a better side going into this game. Okay, um, we're going to just take a two-talking point from the Premier League yes. this morning. Let's talk about um, Rafael Benitez Everton. Yes. You know, Everton has been an ambitious club in the past decade. Yes. They've been trying to raise the curtains. They've been trying to come into the top four back. Mm. They've been trying to bring, to spend resources mm. and to bring in top class coach. Yes. What is the implication with Carlo, uh, Rafael Benitez? They are not getting results. And with all the heavy investment they've put into place. You look at the, the you, before you can actually judge Rafael Benitez, you have to judge the playing personnel of um, Everton. These are a bunch of average players on huge salaries. You look at the likes of um, Keane, you look at the likes of Yerimina, you look at the likes of um, Alan, you look at the likes of, um, uh, what's his name again, um, Dukori. These are average players on huge salaries. Average players that were on standouts in their teams. No, the okay, now let me give you an example. Previous. While Atelotti was at Everton, he yeah. actually saw that, yes, these players are built for a particular position. There's no big ambition. With it. If you If you do... If you do great things with this squad, it's just a miracle. You know, I, I keep saying that the only standard player in this team are just three: Dinier, there's the left back, uh, Richarlison, and um, uh, Carver Lewin. These are the only three players I actually consider to be top quality players, world class players. And the rest of these players are just average. And let me say this too: I keep saying it. You don't expect a super coach. I consider Rafa Benitez a super coach because he has coached super teams. And he's won a Champions League. Yeah, he has won Champions League. Won, he, he won the, he also, also won the league Chelsea. with, uh, with Valencia. So, in, that's in the La Liga. So, you don't, you don't expect a super coach to do magic with average players. You understand? I think Benitez said it while he was coming into Everton that they need to be a reshuffle. And the fact that Sigurdsson is actually um, not with this team because of his um, scandal, it's actually scandal. yes, it's actually not a um, helping matter because for me he's the only creative, creative person, personnel-wise they have in that squad. And Rafa Benitez will not will not do more than he can do. That's why when Madrid came calling for Ancelotti, he just packed his bag and ran <laughs> because there is this stress coaching average players as a super coach because you keep interpreting the same thing over and over again. Now you see, him, you see, look at what he's doing with Madrid. Just one word. It doesn't even it doesn't even say too much on the sideline. Mm. Just say one and he sat and he sit down because already because of the kind of players, players. work class players that are currently in Madrid, it just it's just a particular statement and interpret your statement in ten times over, and they get a result. So so if Benitez gets sacked at the end of the day, it doesn't bother me. You understand? Just what is clear is if the management of, funny enough. Everton has spent over two hundred million since um, um, this. Uh, you know the team has come, but um, 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 Everton in the past three in the seasons. Past three seasons. So this because there was a massive recruitment last season. Yeah, so it shows that the on the recruitment side, on the sporting director side, they have not been buying quality players. They have just been buying bank average players. I think they are trying to consolidate eight, nine, ten positions in the Premier League. So for me, um, Everton is just and. Anyways, whoever, whatever happens to Everton, happens to Everton. Okay, the next talking point will be Newcastle. With all the investment they've put into place, with the, you know, the whole of expectations from the world of football, being that the owners are willing to have money and they'll be willing to spend the money. With the points where they are now, do you think, you know, because the general transfer is fast approaching and with the caliber of coach they have in place, do you think they have what it takes to attract the kind of players that can save them from going to litigation? Let me say loud and clear here. Newcastle will be relegated. There's no magic. 
except they do something miraculous. You understand? History have told us that anybody that finds himself in the, at this stage in December that has not recorded any win would end up what gets relegated. Now look at, look at what Newcastle can do. Hmm? They've gone to relegation and they've come back the season after. Hmm. They have the finance. Now you can build from there. Because in my end, because I know that there's going to be a lot of panic buying, so you don't have to, re, you don't have to. Re, yeah, going to be, a, you go to these big clubs, look yeah. at the players that are not actually playing yeah. first in football. You have had these players, big salary, huge salary, sign up fees. Then they come to Newcastle, trying to, you know, not, re, not relegate. Them. Eventually, they get relegated. Money is not an issue for them currently because they have the the financial backing of the Saudis. Now, for me, eh, I would have said, okay, work with the how. You understand? And get relegated. <laughs> that is how they are going. That is, you know, I, I said that the mistake this guy did was actually sacking Steve Bruce. They shouldn't have done that. Steve Bruce with the rubbish, or sorry, let me just do what rubbish, apologies there, with the kind of low budget he has, he still finds a way to keep them, keep them yeah. in the Premier League. And thought, he's a man that is experienced. He yes. understands how to even fight the relegation battle on many occasions. Steve Bruce, work with him to the end of the season, you understand? And try to see how you can actually salvage. The seasons. Season, then yes. You from build there, from you there. start building. Now, if Zebro keeps you in the Premier League, mm. give him a severance package, a very wonderful thank you very much package, then you build from scratch. You bring in a sporting director. You bring... But I don't know, these billions of dollars that these guys have is actually spoiling them on to spend. It's not even just the 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 the, 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 the board, the money they have. You know, the fans were not cool with Steve Bruce and you they as a new investor. They wanted to you, as, you as a new investor you know, coming in and you, you want know, to impress the Newcastle fans. Newcastle fans are always very ambitious. They have their eyes on the sky. <laughs> you understand? You you are correctly you operating. To live in the castle. Yes, you're you're operating in the ground, but you have your eyes in the sky. It's a big ambition, but you have to walk towards it. Yes. You, you, you have to fly. You, fly. you understand? And that's the that's the that's the that's the issue with Steve Bruce. Nothing he ever does with this Newcastle. As a football club, they really appreciate. But the thing about um, the, the Mike Ashley, who was the former owner of New, um, Newcastle, the thing, he the, the thing he has with Bruce, you understand, understand what Bruce does for the club. Yes. Even if the fans don't actually see that, that he doesn't way, even give care. He give you understand a, a that to, yeah, the to fact the that you give Steve Bruce little or no money, and he does his miraculous job, yeah, in keeping his um in this Newcastle team in the Premier League. Come on, this this thing is come on. Steve Bruce for me should have actually been with Newcastle. The end of the season. Okay, this is where we're going to draw the curtain for the weekend show of the Oversabi podcast show. You know, we employ you to join us on Monday morning for the, 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 the review of the weekend results and games. And, you know, all the Manchester United don't get too excited because you will be having your your first game from the Raf, Rafnik, right? Yeah, Rafnik on <laughs> he, 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 he will be in action on Sunday. But we wish you guys all the best. We wish all the big teams the best because the season title challenge is a tight one between Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool. This is where we draw the cutting from me to you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.